a lot of people, if they were to run an online campaign from cold traffic, if they were to get a 10%, say, conversion rate, they'd be thrilled. But I've been putting up, on average, 79% conversion rates. Hey, podcast listener. You're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or the Autoresponder Guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey everybody, it's David Allen and we're back again with another exciting guest. And as we are wont to do, we have another copywriter on the show today, Sean Mysell. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, it's been uh, looking forward to this for a bit since we set this up. You were actually uh, referred by two of our previous guests for people we should talk to. And uh, so maybe for the people who don't know much about you, uh, I think you fly a little under the radar, you know, from my perspective anyways. Maybe other people know more about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of give us the, you know, the superhero origin story from the very beginning. How did you get into uh, copywriting, marketing, and so forth? Oh, sure. Well, actually, yeah, I started my career um, really uh, managing uh, sports stadiums and arenas. And it, it you know, went from minor league baseball to a um, running a housekeeping unit at uh, uh, in New Jersey at a place called the Prudential Center, where, you know, the New Jersey Devils played. And right. for a while, the New Jersey Nets played until they moved to Brooklyn. And a big part of my job was to actually monitor humans <laughs> human <laughs> behavior like what did they do when they're drunk sober you know when the game is going well not well because you know you had to adapt how you were gonna uh, run your building in right. accordance to how they would behave right so what happened is uh, my wife was is a geologist and she got transferred to the bay area so i had to leave that job okay i wanted to pursue um teaching golf it's a really good golfer uh, i taught golf during the summer times and was slow uh, for that, for those, those types of jobs are pretty slow in the summertime. And, um, I had to start writing my own ads and okay. I had no, I wasn't a writer and, you know, I could sell, but I, um, I, you know, I could sell $50,000, you know, waxing job, <laughs> right. whatever, but I wasn't selling my own stuff. So I just started picking up some books and just learning how to do it. And I figured I didn't have to be great. I just had to, um, right. just figure it out. Right. And so uh, what happened is I got on the radar of a company that did um, marketing for golf products. And so it was a really good fit, and I started writing ads. And then it developed, and it took an interesting turn because um, late last year, I, I actually didn't have any clients. Um, okay. And I was okay with that for a, for, for a <laughs> little bit. Um, of course, you know, there's not a lot of cash flow. And I got an offer to work with a company that does some online marketing, but they do a lot of radio, TV uh, in direct mail. And I had not, all the copyright I'd done for clients was all online and I was kind of getting bored with it. And so this was a great opportunity, but I had never done any of that stuff before. Um, you know, fast forward, this is in February when I started uh, working with these people and starting, uh, you know, fast forward forward to now, uh, those ads have sold, uh, just in initial sales, uh, just a little over $4 million. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) the biggest part of it that I started, you know, really putting together, was just how you could implement the human element into these operations very inexpensively. In turn, you know, like a lot of people, if they were to run an online campaign from cold traffic, if they were to get a 10%, say, conversion rate, they'd be thrilled. But I've been putting up on average 79% conversion rates over over that time. I've been kind of uh, on a sort of preaching tour about, you know, getting people back involved in your business, you know, because it's the, the numbers just, you know, they're just so radically different. 
that's sort of like a classic. You went sort of in reverse. You started online with sort of what everyone's doing nowadays, but then the sort of classic uh, direct response and stuff all comes from direct mail, of course, and yeah, even Madison Avenue type stuff. So yep. it sort of went in reverse, and that's very exciting because uh, I don't think – you know, you hear it preached on occasion if you go to uh, co- you know conferences and stuff. No one's doing direct mail. You should be in direct mail. It's kind of like this secret that nobody does, you know, because uh, they just forgot about it and everything. So, you know, everyone's moving towards the hot, new, shiny object, if you will. Yeah. So, um, that, you know, that's interesting that you got an opportunity to, to work with a company who was focused on sort of the classic ways of going about things. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, well, that's the thing. Like when I talk to people who are like IM guys about doing ads on radio – in TV, they look at you like you're some sort of alien, <laughs> right. like you're some foreign life, you know, like you're, it's Mork and Mindy, right? You're just, just your guy that comes out of an egg or something like that. Right. And so, but it's, it's, for me, it's a source of pride because, you know, you really have, I mean, to get someone who's not, who's just listening to the radio to stop what they're doing, write down something, call and order it, and not just order it, but then you end up up, you know, doubling their order. It's, right. it, it takes a, you know, it's, it's very doable. It's very replicable, you know, replicable. It's just, it's just not being done. Now, you know, the hot sort of thing in the last couple of years has been like funnel this, funnel that, funnel this, right. which of course, uh, you know, have been around forever, but now it's sort of the, the catchphrase and the flashy new thing. Yeah. Uh, what I like about you and some of the people that I, you know, I have learned a lot from is uh, they kept it very simple. Like I'm a big follower of Ben Settle and people like this who have kept the, you know, their funnels, if you will, quote unquote, very direct, very simple. And uh, of course, you and I talking before we set this up, you sort of adopted that model, too, of something very direct, very simple and just old school, I guess, but but very, very yeah. effective. Well, the thing is, it's like this. It comes from one basic uh, principle, and it's not dealing with freeloaders. Right. Okay. So the, the so just to give you you know your audience an idea, we as a company, you know, we do some lead gen, but it's it's really half hearted. It's just throwing a pop up on the website, and if people get on, great. But the the core customer has been a first time buyer before they got on an email list. Right. And so because I hear because I see this a lot, and, and listen, everyone's got their own way of doing thing anything. So you know, I don't I don't want to you know uh, trash someone's methods, but it used to be. When you would go for anything, if you went to a restaurant, you expected to pay. You didn't go up there and say, hey, can I try my steak out for free? <laughs> and then maybe I'll pay for it later. You know, it wasn't like that. Like I get the whole – see, people talk about giving out value. Well, the value that you should be giving out is fixing their problem right. in exchange for monetary you know, compensation. So the thing is is that this company and others that I've done work for in this fashion just say, listen, I've got something I can solve your problem with. If it's worth it to you, you should pay for it, but it will solve your problem, and that's just how trade and commerce is done. Right. Then we kind of ran in this thing, David, where it's like all of a sudden, well, we have to start giving out a bunch of free stuff, right. which you know costs – even if it's online, it costs money to get these people into your funnel. Yeah. And then uh, hope that they buy, and I, I just – I would rather deal with people who want to solve a problem today, not you know, a week from now. Yeah. No, I, think you're, I think you're really onto something there. Because that is sort of the uh, the preaching in the IM, IM industry is sort of you get your list together and then you hammer away on your list, you know, to some degree. Like I have taught clients of mine email tactics and stuff so that I didn't have to do it myself, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they'd mail once or sometimes twice a day and so forth. And you'd see these people unsubscribe. Who were these freeloaders? 
uh, for yeah. lack of a better term. And then he whittled it down to the real core audience eventually, and those are the people who are buying your stuff anyway. So yeah. you're attempting to just skip that uh, process, that middleman process of the of the weaning down to the people by having people raise their hand to begin with. Yeah, we're not even attempting it; we're doing it. Um, right. You know, like uh, it, the th- here here's the th- here's the thing that that it's really critical to understand is that, and, and I know that you know your audience, I think, will really really uh, enjoy you know this whole idea is. If you work hard to put something together that's going to solve a problem, you have every right to get compensated for that, you know, and the idea, you know, but there's there it goes deeper. I mean, because there's a certain mindset like, you know, you you saw this proliferation of websites like Groupon and and those types. And, you know, that that attracted a certain type of buyer. They were just bargain shoppers. And, right. you know, these follow up studies show that they didn't come back and buy again. So the people that you're you're trying to, to get is the people that pay for value. And they'll say, hey, listen, you know, I'm willing to pay this money to fix this problem. And those buyers tend to stay around very, very for a long time, as long as they take care of them. That's right. it. Yeah, that's so. right. No, you're exactly right. And I've noticed that in uh, other things I've been involved with outside of, uh, you know, copywriting and marketing. Is too when you when you have that initial buy something and person person's putting up their hand like I I'm a magician like I do I'm a professional magician I uh, do street magic and I do gigs on occasion I used to only do uh, private gigs but there was a level where you were uh, doing these gigs and then you raised your prices and you yeah. were no longer dealing with the sort of tire kicker freeloader people yep you know you were only dealing with people that were serious. And as a result, like you said, you took care of them. They kept coming back and there was never any problems. But if you were still dealing with those like crappy gigs, for lack of a better term. Right. Then uh, you, the people would try to, you know, what I now would call scope creep, where they mm-hmm. try to add things onto yep. what they wanted done in, at the show or whatever or at the, on the copywriting project. Or, if you, you know, just those things would just be this endless hassle and you weren't getting paid much anyway. So it was like the worst case scenario. Yeah, exactly. So. That's the thing. It's it's sort of like I make this joke. Uh, it's the new old school way of you know selling your product, and it's not. I mean, what I'm telling people to do is not new, but what what I have helped them do is the one thing that I I've not seen IM guys uh, generally succeed at mm-hmm. is you know being able to take a customer who comes in and buys you know your tripwire for example, right. and turn that ten dollar item into a hundred and twenty dollar sale. You know, and that's where you know the human element really really helps a ton is it does a couple things you know it it adds credibility to your business because people like to talk with people they like to know mm-hmm. that there's another person even facebook with all their billions of dollars you, you really it's hard to get a hold of anybody yeah you know and people gripe about it and you know and ironically as much money as facebook has they could make more if they just had that element there the second thing is is that a lot of this stuff with people can actually be outsourced um, right. automated to the point where you can have this quote unquote evergreen funnel without and, and still have it look like something that's living and breathing at the same time right and um, I, I could you know I could tell you numbers where I had one day uh, where you know on these radio ads that we were closing 91% of the initial sales okay uh, one call center closed 96 percent Wow um, but what I was really most proud of is they were taking, um, you know, it was a $10 item. So, you know, that really was okay, fine. But they were turning these orders. They were more than 10Xing these orders. Wow. And that's – now think about that as a business person. I mean if you can get somebody on the phone without ever having to send them necessarily a follow-up letter or email or any of that stuff and you can capture that upsell and that extra revenue right there on the phone when they're ready to do it. You're, you're saving – not only saving a huge amount of money, but your, your cost per acquisition goes way down and your cost, lifetime customer value goes way up. Yeah, absolutely. 
now when you have these because uh, once you have the people buying these products and you get the upsell up not even say opportunity because it sounds like you're closing so many of them it's basically that is the basic package is they get they get everything you're selling yeah uh you know do you then move them into a you know a follow-up thing with future stuff or, sure. or yeah yes yeah. so you're sort yeah, of capturing I mean, in reverse basically yeah exactly here here's the thing like there's an old saying uh, when I was selling cell phones, and it was just said it was called you know strike while the iron is hot. So it's like if you watch sports, you know you see a team that starts getting momentum, and you just know they're going to make a move because you can see things building, right? Right. Well, it's the same thing with with people buying things. Like if they buy a you know if they're putting their hand up saying I'm willing to buy this x this item at priced at x dollars and you and you can give them a compelling reason to do y you know the y product for that you know y amount of dollars. Yep. You know, you can you can walk them right up the ladder. So a perfect example of this is like um, we will take a, so someone will buy just a very small package, okay. you know, uh, an item, and we'll say something to the effect of, "Okay, David, this is great. Um, you know, we are going. You know, we're going to go ahead and put this order in. And something you might want to consider doing is many of our customers uh, find out once they get this, they're excited about it, but then they want to do more. They want more or faster, better." bigger or whatever. And so you use a little bit of, you know, your your experience with social proof with your own customers to sell those customers on what they should be doing next. And the big thing is, is that I've listened to call after call where the response is, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. And then you just, <laughs> yeah, they just, um, you know, they basically, uh, it's like, a, it's, know, like that, a, it's like a funnel, a live funnel on the phone. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So the thing is, is like, you see all these funnels and they're just, I mean, you uh, you see, they look like, I swear to God, like you'll see these funnels and they'll have the whiteboard and they'll look like, you know, the NCAA men's basketball, <laughs> right? It does. You know, where President Obama's like showing you his picks and everything. Yeah. And our funnel is real simple. It's ad, call, sale, upsell, and that's it. Right. And you do your follow-ups, you know, whatever it is that you want to try. Yeah, uh, additional stuff. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't need to get – I mean I think any business can pretty much implement that. And even – they can even implement having people call in. Like give you an example. Me and a buddy launched a uh, stress relief sub, okay? And we just paid about 49 bucks, got an 800 number. It looked, you know, it had extensions they could hit. You know, there weren't too many. There weren't that annoying amount that people get crazy with. And um, what we did is we just sent them – you know, sent them to my buddy who knew all about the, the product and we closed up, you know, a bunch of pre-sales on the phone. Nice. Yeah. It was that simple. That, a couple of those simple. people actually took auto bill, auto ships. So we gave him a nice little offer there and there was no need to write a, you know, necessarily a sales letter or any of that stuff. It was just right. straight to the phone. Your sales letter is a human being. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny that uh, we end up having this conversation now because I mentioned to you personally, but about, about a month ago when I was in Nashville, uh, I was watching uh, old internet marketing uh, DVDs from Australia, an Australian, uh, yeah. can't remember the guy's name now, but big, a big event where they had a bunch of speakers. And this one guy, and I asked my friend Tokracker, who we had on the show uh, 10 episodes ago, uh, who's a copywriter, yep. he, he knew who this guy was, but this guy was doing exactly what you're saying. He was basically running, he, he would run small, tiny classified ads uh, for like a, what, what would amount to a tripwire. Now, what would you call a tripwire nowadays? Yep. And then he would, actually put his real phone number into the ad and he would answer the, the phone personally yep. as he's driving around town and he was back this is like 2003 i want to say yeah. and, it, and he was closing you know seven hundred thousand dollars in sales a year yeah uh, just off his one phone driving around so yeah when you said that what you were up to i was like man this is so ironic that this you know i'm not really a woo-woo uh 
metaphysical or religious person, but I was like, boy, the timing of this couldn't be more perfect. Yeah, well, it's here's the thing that I think a lot of people, you know, should really get excited about. Now, there's this argument with what he was doing um, that, well, it's so expensive and it's this. Right. It's not actually more expensive than actually marketing online is more expensive. Because for a couple of reasons, a you're you're dealing you're depending on your niche, you're going up against big big players who got deep deep pockets. Especially okay? now. Yeah. yeah, like give me an example. When I I, did, I was doing work for a baseball bat company, I mean they were going against companies that were around for 150 years and were billion dollar companies, including <laughs> right. Nike, Easton, Louisville Slugger. It was just ridiculous. I mean we we're getting slaughtered. Yeah. You know because we couldn't we just could not keep up spending wise. But when we sent them a letter. I mean, their phones were ringing off the hook, and these were letters. They weren't like high, you know, high flashy impact. They right. just, just yeah, just on, yeah. yeah, just sales letter on on a piece of paper. I mean, that was it. But the thing was, is that people, if you go, if people were to check their in- mailboxes compared to their inboxes, right. there's a lot less fighting going on in your mailbox than it than there is in your inbox. Oh, totally. It's a lot less crowded nowadays. Yeah, to, and then used to get you know, a lot of direct mail, but now not yeah. so much. No, not not hardly at all. And people still, you know, attuned to going to their mailbox and checking, whereas their inbox are kind of like on, you know, they're the Terminator, right? They're just trying to kill everything they can, you know, hopefully not kill the innocent, you know, yeah. what they need. So, um, you know, that that's the whole that's the whole thing. It's it's not to say don't do any online marketing. It's just right. what I do see of people get stuck in is they get stuck in this pattern where, you know, like I, I have a group where people um, they're just so Facebook centric in terms of their market. Yeah. And a lot of them are fitness professionals. I kind of sit there and go, well, you know, Facebook is kind of, you know, touchy with these types of ads that you got. And, you know, I don't know if that's the best place for you to be. I don't know because I don't, you know, I I see a lot of these guys trying it, but I don't see, I don't hear a lot of them having a ton of success with it. So it's just, you know, you talk about bright, shiny objects. It's a great place to, you know, advertise, but it just depends if it works for your crowd. For our stress supplement, it sucks. Right. Because, you know, these people we're trying to reach are busy. They yeah. don't have time to sit there and watch cat videos. <laughs> Just not not what they're doing. That's But you catch them on a radio ad or, you know, a newspaper. If they sit down to read a newspaper, which a lot of them do, then that's a different story. You've got their attention. So yeah, that's a, no, no, you're, you're dead right about that because uh, it is. And, and probably for different, depending on what different uh, niche and stuff people are in, with who they're writing for or what they're doing personally with their personal products. Yeah. Yeah, the newspaper, you know, because a lot of people, too, you know, I even have a friend that I'm uh, on the road with right now. He's not very technically, I mean, he's 39. He's not very technically savvy. He still reads the paper and does sort of like old school type. And to reach him, you'd have to go through those channels because he's not really, you know, yeah. super up on technology and stuff. And, of course, the baby boomers are probably still constitute the largest uh, demographic. Yeah. So they're still in those modes. Those haven't been completely outmoded yet. I mean, they're they're still uh, indulging all that. So yeah, I, be, I you know I believe you. It's it's something that's been for, pushed to the wayside by the uh, what's hot. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's again, it's not not a rail against Facebook. If your right. people are on Facebook, great, you should go there. Right. <laughs> but if they're not, I don't see why. You know, no, there's nothing saying you have to be on there. To, to, to you know get customers there's no rule that says you have to I don't right. care what anyone says there, there's nothing written that you have to do it that way right well I think that's one thing that I, I liked about you and having you on the show is that you are a contrarian you know, yeah. you're, not, you're, not, <laughs> you're not afraid to say things you know people say oh you know and you're not, and you're not really saying stay away from Facebook advertising you say this may not be the best situation in fact we've found for us it's not the best situation yeah uh, so don't drink the Kool-Aid necessarily you know, there's still lots of uh, lots of other things that work, quote unquote, that work. 
Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know, studies show they work better. Right. And your yeah. results have bore that out. Yeah, exactly. Now, if people, because we have a lot of sort of people who are listening to the show who are newer business owners and or newer, you know, you know, a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of uh, copywriters who are in their first or second year of getting into their own freelance uh, business and so forth. Now, when you started out, of course, like you said earlier in your uh, origin story, uh, you were writing ads for yourself. So this yep. is like a system that somebody I think would fit perfectly for somebody who's uh, maybe doesn't have a ton of clients yet, but it wants to do something for their own products or, ha you know, or has some, uh, some small project to do. This seems like a perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, for me, it's like this, like I, I think when I started, I just picked something that I would spend money on, which is, you know, you know, sports training. Well, golf is kind of an iffy sport, but you know, I spent money on hockey, you know, learning how to play hockey. You know, right. I've, I've spent uh, money learning how to play tennis. So I, I, for me, it was, you know, if you, if you do something, you spend money on it's, it's great because other people probably do as well. You know, and if you're willing to reach into your pocket, pull out money and give someone you know, cash in exchange for something, then, you know, that's a pretty viable market. So like when we did the supplements, uh, Colby and I, yeah. Colby K, um, yeah. yeah, we, we know that people buy supplements. I mean, you just yep. research will show you that and they'll show you that they're buying the types that we're trying to sell. And the reason why I was so into it is because I take, I took them, you right. know, I, I actually used them. So I believe in the product. I would say this, like, you know, for people like they're just starting businesses, um, I, I really think that, that you can't undersell that. I mean, I know a lot of people want to get into like the make money on, teach people how to make money online. Right. Right? Right. But I will tell you that I, I think that would be the last place I'd want to go. Right. Uh, because it's just a lot of the people you encounter are really, they're just trying to look for the magic bullet and they're not, you know, they're not like the stuff I teach people to do, like setting up little mini call centers and stuff. A lot of people think that's just too much work, even though it's actually you know, it's just a couple of phone calls and a script and that's it. You know, you're done. Yeah. You know, but it's just, it sounds really bad. So it I don't believe involved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I, I don't promote it. It's funny. I, I was selling a report and the people bought it were the first bit of feedback that came back to me. is like, I didn't realize it could be that easy. And like, right. Cause you got to read it, but that's why I sold it instead of giving it out for free. <laughs> right. Right. No, very smart. Yeah. So um, yeah, but I, I, but the, but that would be the first thing. The second thing is make sure you have a human connection. Like when I first started selling golf lessons, I took my own calls and I took right. my own appointments cause I want you, a, you know what you can get really good feedback from people. Yeah. You know, you, it's not this survey thing. It's like, you can actually just have a real human conversation. Like they'll ask you things and you just, if you're paying attention, taking some notes, you can, I mean, you, yeah. your next ad is going to be better than the one you just wrote. There's the survey right there. Yeah, exactly. The survey is like, I want to buy something. This is what I want. You know, that's the thing that counts. The second thing is, is that um, it just really impresses people when they can call somebody and they know that there's going to be someone there to answer their call. Yeah. You know, not like 24-7, just, you know, during uh -huh. business yeah. hours, if you will. You know, and then the next thing you do is just outsource stuff. So, like, I start outsourcing some things like proofing, you know, editing the copy, you know, right. having another person look at it. Um, you know, taking phone calls, you know, for, for like some of the products. Right. So, and, and you know, the stuff that I, I reserve, the, you know, my, my attention to is the bigger, the bigger ticket stuff. Uh, I think for a lot of people who maybe are in the internet age, grew up in the internet age, it sounds sort of, you know, outdated and, and, and yeah. hard to get started. But like you said, you, you put together a report, sort of details the very simplistic nature of how to set these things up and how, so that you don't have to take the calls yourself and so forth. No. Yeah, you don't. I mean, I always advise people to do it just in the very beginning. Right. 
you know, when it's slow. And then as you know, once you want to, you know, kind of do the spinal tap thing and turn the dial to 11, um, you know, then you can then, then outsource it. Cause you'll know exactly what the, you know, like when you, like a lot of call centers, you can get a call center agent that's not dedicated, meaning they'll take other types of calls, but you can get one of these people for 50 cents to a dollar a minute, which is, you know, if your average sales call lasts like five minutes and you're selling, you know, like a $50 item and assuming they take 12 calls an hour, um, I mean, you, you can do the math. I mean, yeah. it, but it's the bigger thing is not only you're making the money while you're not working at that thing, that that activity. It just it just saves you, you know, saves a lot of reserves to do bigger, you know, bolder things that are going to make you more money. Right. Um, but the thing that I've really what I've come to learn is that when I listen to these calls and I listen to, you know, we've done them ourselves. Um, the biggest thing you get back is people are just so grateful to talk to somebody. We've become so it's like Skynet, you know, we've become <laughs> the, the machines have taken over and, you know, humans are trying to claw their way back into the picture. And that's where I've kind of, you know, run afoul of just, um, you know, all these insane funnels that people do online. Yeah. It's like they're trying to just cut themselves, themselves out of it as much as they can. They just they, they're just not. <laughs> yeah. At some point, you know, they're going to have to be involved at some level. So, Sean, if people want to get a hold of you, they want to have a, you have a great Facebook group. And like you said, you have a monthly paid membership yep. uh, deal. Uh, how do they get a hold of you? The easiest way to get a hold of me, um, there's there's basically uh, two ways. You can just reach me on Facebook. Um, my first name's S-E-A-N, last name's M-Y-S-E-L. Um, you can just friend me on there. It's fine. Just say, you know, just tell me, you know, you listen to the, the, the podcast. I'll be happy to connect. I'm, I'm a little greedy with who I connect with just because, you know, sure. I, I, I don't want to see bunch of nonsense but um the other way is uh you know i can um is you can go to my website seanmysell.com and there's contact forms on there um you know i don't do any email i don't do any email right now for the most part i just because i'm focused on this other stuff but right. facebook's good facebook's a good way to to reach me and if they're interested in learning you know how to uh do a lot of the techniques you know like set up a little call center and you know how to get these conversion rates they're more you know they can they can just apply you know with right. me and i can I can tell them what's up. So, right. and you have the report for sale we talked about too. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have, a, you know, I can put the URL. You know, I can give you the URL yep. for it if that helps. Yeah. Absolutely, we'll put that when we, uh, when this goes live, we'll uh, put that underneath so people know where to get it. Cool. And I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. That was exceptional value. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, and I really appreciate the invite. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back on to talk about some more things because I know you'll be into all sorts of things in the future. <laughs> right, and, exactly. And you, and you got some very strong opinions, which I like because I have strong opinions myself. So, Sean, I just want to thank you for coming on today. It's been a real pleasure. I know people will uh, listen to this one over and over again, I guess, because it's really demystified the whole process. For everyone else, we'll have another exciting guest on next week. I never know who it is because I never have my calendar up here to look at. But I, hopefully they'll deliver uh, you know, half the value Sean just gave you because that was, that was an amazing one. So we'll talk to everyone next week. Do you have online courses? information products or other digital assets if you do i have one question for you is your marketing built on a rock solid foundation a foundation that is exciting important to your prospects and so beneficial that it stirs a deep need for those products the very first moment someone hears about them over at makewordspay.com i put together a free report just for you it is all about building your marketing on ideas that make it easier to sell your products Ideas that boost your bottom line and make the cash just flow in. Go over to MakeWordsPay.com and download the free report now. Discover how your marketing foundation stacks up.
Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.